and welcome to season two of A Good Story Starts With. I have the wonderful Mercedes here with me today. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for having me. It's that really is exciting. Totally, yeah, I'm <laughs> glad you're excited and it's such an honor to have you here. Um, how, how have you been? It's been a minute since I last saw you. Yes. <laughs> I've been really good. Um, just had lunch with my son and I just put him off for a nap. So, um, yeah, it's going to be smooth, hopefully, that he doesn't wake up <laughs> when that we're in the middle of this. But That's totally yeah, fine. If he does pretty... wake up, he's more than welcome to come on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he'll make a little guest star appearance. <laughs> yes, totally vibing with this. Um, um, but Mercedes, who are you and... <laughs> Whose are you? So I'm Mercedes, and um, I guess I could be a lot of things. I have a lot of titles. Um, I guess my first one would be I am a child of God, and I belong to Christ. And on top of that, I am also a mom and a wife, and Mm -hmm. I am also a youth leader. And um, I'd like to see myself as a mentor or a chaplain. I used to work in chaplaincy. And although I'm not working in chaplaincy, I can still do that in my everyday life as well. Um, yeah. So that's, those are just a few things. Um, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> what does, what is chaplaincy? Um, and like, what does, when you used to work in mm. it as like a paid vacation, what was your like daily life? What did it look like? Yeah. Um, So chaplaincy is, it has like a Christian or religious stigma tied to that. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's someone who's a person of faith and they're just investing into your life and they're there to support you through what you're going through. So it's kind of like a therapist or a counselor or a psychologist or social worker, um, but just from a faith background. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess in my role as a paid vacation, I worked for a Christian company um, or organization, and then um, they had established relationships already with government, like public schools. Mm -hmm. And then working in those public schools, there there was a, a line of like, how much can I actually share of my faith in that Christian background. And a lot of the schools are like, you can, if the kids initiate conversations and ask you questions, then you're, you're free to answer. Um, but we don't want you like, uh, uh, the term is proselytizing. So like co- trying to convert them into the same faith that you have. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's more of like sharing your personal experience and your life journey with them and trying to help relate them, relate to them and help them through their situations that they might be going through. So I worked Mm -hmm. with kids um, who came from broken families, who had anxiety, depression, um, or had like really low self-confidence and self-worth or even like friendship issues. So it's a pretty like broad spectrum of of cases, um, but a lot, it's just really heartbreaking um, because coming from a Christian background and being so loved by my family, they don't have that. And that for obvious reasons, they, their families live differently. And um, so I guess with me, my passion was to share the love that I've been given and through, through God as well. Like, I know he loves me. I want to share that with them. And yeah. there's a way to do that without even saying any Christian kind of words or language. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what it looked like in a, a paid kind of vocation. Um but then just in my everyday life, that's just like sharing my story, my journey, and my personal experiences of how like God has worked in my life. And um, I guess sharing encouragement with, with whoever I'm 
I'm encountering. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And how how did you decide to be a chaplain? Because like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's something that's quite niche yeah, from yeah. the sound of it. And yeah. I don't think somebody just wakes up one day and is like, I'm going to be a chaplain today. Yeah. Like, this yeah. is it. Yeah. How did you, uh, what was that process like? Yeah. Um, so obviously I had no idea what I wanted to do out of high school. So I grew up in California and mm-hmm. um, I graduated high school early and in knowing that I was going to be moving here to Melbourne, but that process took a little bit longer. So I ended up getting really excited to go back to studying because I didn't start college over there. I was going to wait till I came here. And I started with children's services and then I went into youth work. And that's where I kind of found my passion of, I've done this before, like through church and volunteering. And this it just came naturally to me. Um, and I just love being around people and I love connecting with them. And I feel like I'm a really relatable people person. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that just comes from my loving nature um, as mm-hmm. well. So, yeah, like you said, it's not for everybody. And it is really demanding emotionally and physically and um, mentally as well because um, there's a lot more deeper stuff that that you can get into. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I just find it really um, rewarding and, and fruitful. Um, and I know that God is using me in that. So, yeah, yeah. that's so beautiful. How like you said, you grew up in California. Yeah. Why did you move from California to Melbourne? Yeah. Um, so my parents came here for a holiday in 2009 and they really loved it. And they're like, we need this change for our family. And they, they thought about it for a year and they prayed about it for a year. And then they told us a year later, like we're moving to Australia. And at that time I was, I think I was 16 And, you know, as a 16-year-old, you're like, "Uh, yeah, nah, like Mm -hmm. my family is here, my friends are here, I go to school here, my church, my work, you know, everything, my whole life is here. Mm -hmm. And I was not happy with with that decision. And they, like, made that without us kind of having a say in that. And obviously, they they were our parents. Um, But then I graduated a year early knowing that I would have to move with them. But then I turned 18 and then I was like, well, I am 18. So I could do whatever I want when I want. And, you know, so I was kind of like that. I'm an adult. I can do what I want to do. And, um, but then I had a lot of time from when I was 16 to I moved here when I was 19. Um, It actually took time for that visa paperwork process to actually come through and get granted to us. So Mm -hmm. in that space of time, God was changing my heart and getting used to the fact that, you know, there are other opportunities um, if you leave what you're comfortable with and what you're used to. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember my mom and dad sitting down with me and they said, if you stay here, we can't support you. But if you come with us, we'll like, obviously you could live with us. You'll stay with us. We'll pay for your schooling. You know, we will still take care of you. You'll, we'll be a family still, you know? And, um, from there I, I was just like, I can't live without my family. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, it's not that I wanted their support. It's I would miss their love and I, I couldn't live without them. And that's when I decided, you know, I, I need to do this. And I, I also had the thought of, I'm going to miss out on what God has on the other side of the world for me if I stay here. 
So why would I miss that opportunity? Why would I give that up? So, um, yeah, it was a big journey <laughs> and a big, yeah. big story, a part of my story. Um, but I, if I had to do it again, I would. Yeah. I wouldn't change anything of it. That's so wonderful. Mm. I think like for people who aren't, because it sounds like you're really, really close to your family, mm. um, for people who aren't that close to their family, that for them it's like, oh, given an opportunity to be far away from my family, like yeah. that sounds amazing. <laughs> um, what family values mm. did all, I guess, not necessarily family values, but just what values yeah. did your family like bequeath to you that mm. you are now incorporating with your like with your husband and your son yeah. and like how do you create that loving environment to other people who are like I haven't spoken to my parents in like 20 years or something or yeah. I actively avoid hanging out with yeah. my family at Christmas type of up like yeah I what, know that I know yeah. everybody is different with mm-hmm. like you know stuff might happen in your family and that gives you certain uh I guess, tensions. But growing up in my family, we we really valued quality time together. So Mm -hmm. we would play games a lot, card games, board games. um, And that was something that we um, would do often. And even still like today, um, we do whenever we catch up and see each other, because obviously I'm moved out of home and have my own place. So whenever we see them, we play a game. And that's just like something that we do. Mm -hmm. Um, And then eating meals together, like around the table, like for like breakfast, lunch, and or dinner, like just having family meals together. I remember when I studied here at TAFE, um, someone was like, wow, like you actually sit down and eat dinner with your family. I'm like, yeah, don't you? And Mm -hmm. I just, I didn't understand that concept of why wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that's something that I definitely incorporate into my family now with my husband and my son. And, um, I guess another thing would be um, uh, like with that quality time, like doing stuff together, like going out and going shopping or going out to the movies or going out to the beach, like just being in each other's presence um, Mm. as well, doing a certain activity that either one or both of us enjoy. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So a lot of like quality time um, has really been a big thing for, for our family. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's so cool. Mm. That's so amazing. (laughs) And how old is your son now? He, next month, he will be one and a half. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Yeah. It's come by so quick. (laughs) Was it weird? um, I guess, hmm. My question that I was going to ask, was it weird having a baby during the pandemic? But mm. I'm like, this was your first baby, so yeah, you won't yeah. have anything to compare <laughs> yeah, it to. So, yeah, like, yeah. But I guess, so I'll change the question to how was it having your first baby mm. in the middle of pandemic and not and not having a family around you yeah. to like so have to have that quote unquote normal support network? Yeah, yeah. I think it definitely had a lot of pros and cons. Um, Mm -hmm. I think one of the pros was um, my husband, Josh, um, he and I had that time together to actually learn, you know, we're parents now, like Mm -hmm. let's figure this out together. And it's not, it wasn't just him and I, it was him, I, and a little baby who is crying all the time and he needs our help. How do we, you know, live with this now and help him grow. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so so that was good because we had our own little space to do that. 
But then also you didn't have the showing off of the baby and um, having people over and having that time to, um, I guess, have someone else hold the baby and have myself get like some time to myself or relax or do something around the house. Like that Mm. was a little bit hard. Um, And then for our families, um, they all like met our son at different times Mm -hmm. and um my husband's dad um was very like strict with the the rules and wanted to make sure he was doing the right thing so he actually was the last person to see ford Mm. and that was just like it was hard because i'm like don't you want to see your grandson and he's like yes i do but like you know he he was just wanting to make sure he was doing the right thing and so um there was one time where the rules were kind of like being more clarified on you know how like who can actually visit your home and when they said talking about like caregiving he was like oh like I could come over to your guys's house and make you some dinner and I could see my grandson so that was like a really cool like opportunity and or we'd like catch up for walks and um with anyone in our family and Mm -hmm. walk around like a park or um, a lake and um and do that so I think that was hard because yeah like yeah, like you said there there wasn't that normal sea of support in that network mm-hmm. um but it was still a good time to be have that quiet space of josh and i learning how to live this new season with a new mm-hmm. baby so yeah that's so cool mm. um how has motherhood changed the way you view god oh let's start with that one i have i've like other <laughs> questions that yeah. i've just like mm-hmm. yeah um, so wait, sorry, repeat the question. How has, how has motherhood changed the way that you view God? Yeah. Um, I think my view of God has changed for the better. So understanding mm-hmm. that love that he has for me, he's filled me up to then outpour into my son, mm-hmm. um, and into my family. And, um, I've been listening to this, it's like a mom podcast and mm-hmm. it, it talks about, other moms like sharing their personal stories of how to serve their family well. And that's like a key ingredient of every podcast that they do mm-hmm. and how to serve their family. And I feel like I haven't been able to do that in this way being a mom. Mm-hmm. And so that's just something new that I'm learning how to do and I'm loving because that's just giving an extra part of my heart into my family and helping that wow. grow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think motherhood, like it's, um, I think the biggest thing for me is I am a child of my mom and dad and Mm -hmm. I understand that they love me. I understand that completely, but I never truly understood the pride and the joy that they have for me until Mm -hmm. I had my own son. Yeah. And like, it's such a cool feeling, like seeing him being able to learn and grow, like being from this little precious baby who's so helpless and he needs you to um he's walking and running Mm -hmm. and I'm like don't touch this don't touch that and you know like just watching him grow and learn and like accomplishing all of these milestones is just it's amazing to see and it makes me so proud and so full of joy we had um a day out the other week where we went to the aquarium Mm -hmm. and that was our first time taking Ford to the aquarium and I was like oh he's gonna have so much fun and he's gonna look at all the fish and then we go to this jellyfish enclosure and there's um, the room is darkened 
and there's lights coming from the ceiling and then there's like a light up um, like dance pad or walk pad um, that kids can play on and interact with. Mm -hmm. And in this moment, he sees all of these lights and then he just fills up with like this overload of joy and starts running and laughing. But it's like a cute, like belly, joyful, full laugh. And in that moment, I had that, I got that on camera too. And I was just like sobbing and I was with my husband and my sister-in-law. And then they look over at me and I'm like in tears, like trying to record this moment. And then they're like laughing at me because they're like, why are you crying? (laughs) But like, for me, that was like a moment of being a mom and being so proud of my son. And my son's like, he's happy. But that was just like an overload of happiness. And I'm like, I'm not doing anything. It's just he's in, like making this moment a beautiful moment. And yeah. yeah, so I think being a mom for moments like those, it it's just amazing. So That's so yeah. beautiful to hear. Like the pure <laughs> delight you yes. express over Ford is mm-hmm. like, man, like that's that's just a mere drop in the bucket of mm. the delight that God has over us. And yes. I think that is, that is just stunning and it's beautiful. <laughs> um, like how long have you and Josh been married? Um, so this year we are celebrating our fifth marriage anniversary. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Awesome. Well done. And how has your relationship matured from like couple to now family like families are also couples are also family but like introducing a A new baby yeah (laughs) yeah I think um I really enjoyed the time before Ford Mm -hmm. and after Ford but um like when it was just us two we were still getting to know each other and -hmm. growing in this love that we have for each other and then um learning you know how to live together and with the person who does things differently to you and understanding how to love each other better and um, every single day. And despite anything that might annoy you or like the habits mm-hmm. that they have. Um, but I feel like with that, it was, it's just been really great and it's been really good because yeah. Josh and I were very similar in personalities where we're both like peaceful people. And so we don't argue, we don't fight. Um, if something is on our hearts, we, just talk, talk it out and we communicate that to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I feel like that's something that we both have grown together in that. Um, and then obviously when you do have a baby, it's not just us two anymore, you know, <laughs> like then you have to take care of this little person and who actually needs you and is demanding of, of everything because you're their life now. And, um, but in that it does come with a lot of joys and a reward and yeah, it's it's um two different seasons mm-hmm. um but seasons don't last forever that's why they're seasons so um i think we enjoyed our season before for it and yeah. i know that, that we'll have a season like that like when like he's older and mm-hmm. he's able to do different things or be independent and on his own and school aged and all of that you know mm-hmm. so um yes we missed that but we're so enjoying the season that we're in now. So yeah, yeah. that's so great. <laughs> what would what advice would you give to um, I guess young women who are newly married mm. and 
as well as advice to new mums yeah. um, as well. Like those two, what advice would you give to them? Yeah, um, I think for the newlyweds, um, I would say love each other um, well or like make it a competition of how can you love that other person better than the mm-hmm. other person. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, uh, and I think communication is key like for mm-hmm. any type of relationship so if you do have something on your mind like to to sit down and talk it out um or be like hey like I just want to share my heart with you this is what I've been feeling this is what's going on in my mind you know um and just have like a us a, a um like a mature conversation with each other about it mm-hmm. um instead of letting it fester inside of you and then over bubbling and then yeah, I, you know, like it just explodes and then it's a big mess, emotional mess. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in that, like also love each other well. Um, and then for a new mom, um, I would say, cause I've learned so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I would say, make sure you're gracious to yourself. Yeah. Don't put any expectations on this is what it looks like on Instagram. This is what I have to be doing because Pinterest said, so these are what other moms that are like, that are in my mom group are doing like mm-hmm. don't compare yourself to those don't place that like high expectations on yourself because you won't be able to reach them mm-hmm. and I learned that the hard way of um I'm in a mom a part of a mom group that has 25 moms and 25 babies and mm-hmm. Every time we catch up, like it was really nice to celebrate the joys of the milestones of what our each baby was doing, but everybody mm-hmm. was at a different stage. Mm-hmm. And I would be like, at the start, I'd be like, oh, like Ford's not there yet. Like, should he be, you know, should he be standing up now? Should he be sleeping mm-hmm. like this well? Or, you know, so you you, you can play the comparison game, but every baby is different and every yeah. mom's journey is different too. Um, so I feel like, that's something that you should really avoid. Um, and then um, if you uh, do have a partner, because sometimes there are single moms um, or single dads. Um, so if you do have that partner to make sure that you're tag teaming with them. Mm-hmm. And um, I read something the other day on Instagram where it says, um, if you're really struggling to just like be in a good headspace, um, or like you don't have like enough energy to like, deal with a baby um to give them to the other partner and tag team or whoever has like the most energy for that day you know share that load because it shouldn't all have to fall on one person like that's Mm -hmm. the whole point of having a baby together that's like you're raising this child together Mm -hmm. you know so um and then I think another thing would be rest um and to find rest when you can a lot of people mm-hmm. say sleep when the baby sleeps but that's not always possible mm-hmm. so even if it's just like downtime or quiet time um or just relaxing on the couch you know things like that just make sure you find rest for yourself because that's really important to then help you with the next day or you know when the baby wakes up you'll be feeling refreshed and all of that so yeah yeah that's beautiful thank you for sharing that yeah. <laughs> um how how did you personally deal with the comparison game? Mm. Um, because I think, like, as women, we do tend towards the comparison game yeah. e- more easier than yeah. men, yeah. if I'm to generalise. <laughs> yeah. um, 
And I don't think, as you mentioned, like it stops the moment you have a kid because you'd be like, oh, my goodness, like their kid is walking at six months. My one is just barely commando (laughs) crawling. Like what's going on? And it's a first and it's your first child as well. So you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like each day is like I, yeah. (laughs) Um, So how did you walk through that? Yeah. um, So I think with the pandemic, it was kind of a a bittersweet blessing in disguise where Mm -hmm. we weren't able to catch up as much. There was like periods, like a summer where like we'd have a few park catch up days and like we'd all be in the park and like picnic blankets and um, chilling out with our babies. And then we'd kind of catch up and chat and, you know, play the comparison game. But then with the pandemic, we'd have another lockdown and then that was like extended. And so we weren't able to actually catch up and meet So Mm -hmm. I found that to be helpful for me because I wasn't in that kind of environment of comparing babies. Um, Mm -hmm. And when you see it on Facebook, like them posting about their babies and celebrating, um, you know, those milestones, it actually Mm -hmm. made me happy to see their baby from a distance in Mm -hmm. that of that's really cool. And I know and an understanding like some babies are a little bit older than Ford. So I know Ford will get there one day. So I oh. kind of look at those other babies and then. Sorry. Yep. That's okay. <laughs> that was my <laughs> sister. Okay. My um, mom's asleep. So I'm kind of yeah. like in charge, but sorry about that. I, yeah, I, right. I will like <laughs> that's okay. shrink that that's in the right. middle, but. Um, yeah, that's yeah. okay. Um, so I was saying, um, uh, oh man, I lost my train of thought. Hang on. Um, we were talking babies about in babies in the park. Um. Uh, yeah. Um, and understanding that babies were older than Ford, it was, it'd be something that mm-hmm. I could look up to um, and get excited for like, yep, Ford can be doing that. Like, you know, in three months time, like that'll be awesome. So like celebrating where their babies were at and then celebrating where Ford was at and mm-hmm. where he was heading towards. Um, yeah. So I think with the comparison game, um, yeah, it's to just give yourself some grace because every and to really understand that every baby is different and every mom yeah. is different, and and that's okay because we're all different people. We're all on our own journey, and um, we all have different personality types and different passions and gifts, and that's what makes us unique and that's what makes us special and um, yeah. full of value. So that's so cool. Yeah. Um, what about like in terms of like spiritual disciplines, like you mentioned them before of like rest mm. celebrations, yeah. how have yeah. they changed through this season that you're in or have they remained the same? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, um, yeah, through seasons, they, my like spiritual disciplines ha- change. Um, so like when I was in high school, I mm-hmm. used to journal a lot and just journal my thoughts and my prayers. And I actually still Same. have those journals and I look back at them and I'm like, wow, like that's what I was feeling in high school. Like this is how far I've come. And, you know, like saying how much God has done through, through all of that since then um, has been really cool. So I think now I've um, established a few other things for spiritual discipline. So prayer, um, which um, there's a verse in the Bible that talks about praying mm-hmm. without ceasing, um, which doesn't mean, you know, keep praying 
every single hour and second of the day. That's just is saying be in a constant communication mm-hmm. with God like he's your friend. And throughout the day, you know, like I I pray throughout the day for different things um, or like, um, for example, if I'm changing Ford or if I'm putting him to bed, like I'll be mm-hmm. praying over him mm-hmm. while I'm doing that. Um, and I'll be praying out loud so that he knows like prayer isn't just what we do at meal times mm-hmm. or right before bed. Like we can do that yeah. and talk yeah. to God whenever. Um, so that's something I've been doing mm-hmm. a lot more of. Um, and then finding time mm-hmm. to be still. Um, so there's a verse that, that says, be still and know that I am God. And that verse actually um, has a big part of my um, like high school identity um, and growing mm-hmm. in my faith in that in that verse um, where the world is so busy around us. And, you know, you could even look at social media. There's mm-hmm. so much buzzing in our head that we don't even make that time to be quiet and listen into that silence that God mm-hmm. is speaking um, to us. And, um, yeah, I feel like it is – I think the pandemic in a way – was like God mm-hmm. saying, like, stop, you guys need to refocus and actually see what does matter. And I feel like there was a lot of, um, a lot of things that we've taken for granted, like, um, mm-hmm. catching up with people and going out. And, um, you know, there were times where I'm like, mm, I don't really want to go to this party. So I'll just pretend like I'm sick or not feeling well, you know, like I'm pretty yeah. sure we've all used that <laughs> excuse for something, but now we're like, oh my gosh, like, why did I, even like not Mm -hmm. care about going like now we're like I want to see you I want to make this time and effort for you so I think there's an intentional um for me there's an intentional time to actually be still Mm -hmm. and take that rest and sit in in God's presence and sometimes it could be hard with that buzzing of Mm -hmm. the world around us so um, being intentional about it I think would um is a really good spiritual discipline because you can hear god Mm. more clearly that's so cool Mm. um Mm. to like it's not just cool it's just really encouraging to know that like um the Mm. spiritual disciplines that we had when what when we were younger in terms of like for you for both of us we used Mm. to journal i used to journal a lot as well um like a lot and (laughs) i was just not necessarily lack the time because I think you always manage to put to find time for something that's important but it's like it was an Mm. invitation to step into something more from God of like yes I know that you have built this foundation with me of being constantly in communication Mm. in terms of writing but in what you said of like now it's like actually in your day-to-day life notice me so I think that's really beautiful to um to Mm. note what do you do for fun or like creative pursuits? Yeah. Um, so I mm. used to dance. Um, so you might know I was a part of a dance ministry mm-hmm. called 1188 and we'd go into high schools and run um, workshops and dance programs and focus on self-worth and um, while teaching a skill yeah. um, as well. So um, obviously I'm not serving in that ministry anymore because of Ford and, um, I've actually injured myself. Oh no. <laughs> um, so when, at the start of my pregnancy, I injured my <gasps> tailbone and then that had like complications on my oh, back. No. And then, um, 
and now I'm having stuff happen with my hips. So I, I like, I'm okay. I'm fine. (laughs) Um, but I obviously can't put my body in a position of dancing at the moment because I don't want to further like, like increase those Mm -hmm. injuries. Yeah. Aggravating increase those injuries. Um, and so what I've been doing instead is, um, with dance um, is either watching like dance videos or um, like listening to music and then just doing like some like little bit of dancing, but not like any technical, like graceful dancing. It's more of just like lame mom (laughs) kind of dancing kind of thing, you know, (laughs) Um, but like stuff that's not going to put too much pressure on my body or anything. Um, But then I've also tapped into um, my like, ability and talent for like gift giving and gift Mm -hmm. making. So I've started a small business called Merrily Gifts. And um, I, when I was pregnant, I was like, this would be a really cool thing to start doing as like a small business. And that was at the very start of the pandemic. And I was like, oh, people would love this. And and then I had Ford and I was like, I can't do this now because Ford just is so demanding of my time and I probably wouldn't be able to do it. And when he turned one, then I was like, okay, I feel like now is a good time. And I've, um, yeah, I've just always loved gift giving and presenting the gifts and making them look a certain way and putting lots of effort into them or thoughtfulness into them. So I've actually um, started up my own small business of gift boxes and um, yeah, I'm just, I'm loving it so much and um, wanting to bring that happiness, that cheerfulness, that joy and delight to other people. And especially in like a time like this. And um, I I focus mainly on self-care products um, and that seems to be going really well. And um, I'm just like, well, this is great. Like, I'm not only enjoying my passion of this, but I'm also helping others as well experience this, this joy and this delight. That's and, so cool. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's so amazing. Um, so it's, it's six months old now, the business? Like- um, the business. So I started in August. September, October, November, December, January, February. In February, we'll be six months old. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my yeah. goodness. So that's been good. That's so cool. What's been, like, your favorite, I guess, mm, your favorite product? Like, I know that you you said that you deal with, like, yeah. self-care um, boxes, but, like, your, the product that you were, like, yeah. this is it. This yeah. is it, guys. Like. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Not necessarily like your most yeah, profitable yeah. one, but like yeah. your favorite. I think my favorite, oh man, there's like so many favorites because that, that's why I picked them to go yeah. into these boxes because um, I actually trial and test all the products to make sure that I like them and find that they're actually good quality and then put them in the boxes. Um, so I'd say either like um, I have a hand made artisan soap bar um, that I've recently launched Mm -hmm. and have put into my self-care boxes. Um, And that's a coconut rose um, scent and it's all natural like ingredients and no nasties Mm -hmm. or anything like that. And, um, but then there's also like a bath bomb that's goat's milk made out of goat's milk. Um, And it leaves your skin feeling like really hydrated and smooth and um, it doesn't like stain your body or your bathtub. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then um, there's some bath salt soaks um, and it's like a eucalyptus and chamomile um, scented. And 
um, there's little flower mm-hmm. petals in that as well. So it's like you're floating in like little mm-hmm. flowers. So there's a few favorites, um, but I think it just yeah. depends on on what you like and and what the person, yeah, yeah what their their scents are and everything. So yeah. What what is the one message that you want to bring with your um, merrily gifting? Like, what do you want people mm-hmm. to leave feeling like once they yeah. receive the gift? Um, I think my main thing is it's not just for the person getting the gift, but the person who's sending it. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I really think that when you give something to someone, it's out of your heart and um, you're really wanting to bless and celebrate that person. So it depends on what the gift could be for, whether that's for a birthday or a just because, or I know you're doing it tough, like take some time for you and to relax. So I think it depends on the message that mm. of how you want to say, I love you. Um, so, so yeah. I'll explain the, the name. Um, so my nickname, mm-hmm. so the, the brand name is called Merrily Gifts and my nickname is Mer, M-E-R. So that's the first part of my name. And then, um, so Merrily is Mer and then capital I-L-Y, which stands for I love you. Mm-hmm. So essentially people are saying, Aww. I love you through this gift. Um, and yeah, I don't want just the person receiving the gift to feel like they're loved, but the other person to also experience that, that happiness and that cheerfulness, that joy and delight, like that's what I want them to feel as well. Um, yeah. That's so cool. It's amazing. <laughs> That's so beautiful. I'm like, yes, <laughs> small businesses for the win. That is such a beautiful, like, um, sense to leave your mm. customers with, with that. Yeah. I think it's wonderful. Like yeah. 10 out of 10, <laughs> 10 out of 10 Mercedes. Um, yeah. How, you mentioned before that, um, that dance mm. is no longer like contemporary dance f- full contact dance let's call it is no Mm. longer an option um when when i met you i was like man you worship god Mm. like so well with your body in terms of like dance how have you rejigged the way Mm. you worship god now since dance is no longer like an avenue full contact dance is no longer an avenue yeah Um, yeah like it's really hard because like I really just want to get up and dance, but I, I know that if I do, I'm going to hurt myself and I don't want to put that stress mm-hmm. on my body again. Um, mm-hmm. So I think I'm still like trying to figure that out of how can I do that as my main, like my, like, cause we, we can worship God in different ways. And um, so I think mm-hmm. I'm just tapping into um, maybe the smaller things of worship, which worship shouldn't be like scaled as small or big, but like um, I'm, putting a lot more into my prayer time with God or my time to just mm-hmm. be quiet and still and, um, or mm-hmm. like singing praises and worship. Um, and, or like, it sounds kind of funny when I watch a dance or if I, um, listen to a song, I imagine myself doing choreography to that for God, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, even though mm-hmm. I can't physically do mm-hmm. it with my body, I could like, imagine what that could look like if I could so mm-hmm. um yeah. yeah and then also just serving in other ways um whether that's mm-hmm. serving my family or um I've actually rejoined um the follow youth leadership team um so yeah really? so 
I did take a, so a little cool. break um, in my pregnancy and um, after Ford was born, but now I'm joining a it's mm-hmm. a support team. So I won't be doing every Friday night. It'll just be once a month on a Friday night. And mm-hmm. that's something that I've missed so much. And I, I yeah. just I love connecting with people. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I feel like I haven't, obviously we all haven't been able to connect well with so many people. So um, to, to do that is going to be, a, a really great opportunity to to worship God in that and yeah. um to to really love his his young people um and meet them where they're mm. at because everyone's on their own journey and um still growing in their faith and in their relationship with him so yeah I'm just really excited for that that's so <laughs> beautiful like um I I loved being like mm. a youth leader um, I thought it was really, really wonderful mm. and really, really great to see the growth of somebody go from whether it's from A to B in their faith or whether it's like from A to Z, whatever way it was, just to see that growth and to walk alongside yeah. them, I think. Yeah, I think the youth yeah. are fantastic yeah. Um, and yeah. definitely worth investing mm. into. What, like, so what got you into doing youth work was that the same thing with the chaplaincy or was um, that yeah yes and, and no it- so um obviously like with mm-hmm. my studies I did study youth work um which led me down to mm-hmm. the path of chaplaincy um as a job mm-hmm. um but I've actually always served somewhere in the church um and I think that's mm-hmm. how I developed this natural ability to mentor and to be able mm-hmm. to relate to people um, and understand how they're feeling. So when I was like 13, so in year seven, I would be helping out in um, like primary aged or even like prep aged um, Sunday school. And then mm-hmm. when I got into yeah. high um sorry, okay, in America we have different year levels. So I'll just say high That's school. Right. Just use the American yeah. form and people will like. Um, just use just use what you're used okay. to. Go so with the American When form. I was in high mm-hmm. school, so year nine, which I would have been in mm-hmm. the ninth grade, a freshman, um, that's when I mm-hmm. started to really um, take more of like a teaching kind of role in the Sunday schools rather than just mm-hmm. helping. And that's where I mm-hmm. really learned how to grow my understanding of um, God's truth and his word and then communicating that to little minds and to little hearts. And yeah. I've always loved just teaching and and mm-hmm. like if you know that truth like it's easy to just share and tell and you know so it's, mm-hmm. it's just like repeating a story and sharing that um but there's so much truth founded in that um and so yeah, yeah in high school I'd even help with like um sports camps and family camps and just so many opportunities within the community and then when I came here um yeah. there was just so many opportunities within um high schools and I think my journey in high school and learning my identity as a person and in Christ, I understood that. And I know like in high school, you're trying mm-hmm. to find who you are and there's so much mm-hmm. influence around us. So um, I feel like I connected really well with high school kids as well in the terms of I've been where you are. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I know how you're feeling. Um, and you know, let me help you. Like, let's, let's find ways to, to help you grow from this and learn from this. So I think it's always just been a part of my life in serving in some way. Mm -hmm. And 
Um, mm-hmm. I've always loved it. And I, I really find yeah. joy in just being, like I said before, with the quality time in my family, like I love spending quality time with people, like in general, like whether that's in serving or with work. And um, yeah, I guess that those family values have really impacted what I do in my everyday life. So mm-hmm. um yeah, and I think family is where like you you do your most growing. You're grounded in those rooted values and then you work your way up and grow into something beautiful and it's not just straight up. There's, you know, branches that can touch different parts and aspects yeah. of your life that you could use. So, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. no that's totally true. What advice would you give to let's say high schooler, teenager, teenage age yeah. person? who's like struggling Mm. with their identity, whether they're like, nobody loves me or um, nobody can understand me. Like what, how, what would you tell them Um, as a hope filled I I would first be like someone who could be like a listening ear. Cause I think that's, that's one thing Mm -hmm. that you really need is someone to just be there to be a soundboard and to listen. Um, But I think what I would say to them is really valid, validate the value that they have as a person um, and, mm-hmm. um, I think when we say things like, um, I'm not good enough or no one loves me, those are statements that are not true. They're not fact. They're just, they're, um, mm-hmm. negative. Um, it's a negative self-talk and that comes from a headspace where we're not in a loving, we're not loving ourselves with our mind. Um, and then that affects yeah. other parts of our life. And, um, so I would say, um, I, I don't know if it's something I would say to them, but like help them mm-hmm. see that there is a lot of value in them and to, to remind mm-hmm. them of all the good things about themselves and to, to really yeah. learn how to love themselves and to relearn mm-hmm. their worth and understand that, you know, it, like, cause we really compare ourselves to the definition of perfect and the world's definition of perfect keeps on changing. And, we try to reach this level of perfection, but we're never going to get there. Or if we do achieve it, there's always one other mm. thing that we really want to change or fix about ourselves. And we don't see ourselves as perfect yeah. already, which we are. And the reason yeah. why we all look different is because God made us that way. And we're unique and special and designed to be different. Um, so I think, and, and obviously that would be hard for people who don't come from a Christian faith background to to be able to understand that about themselves. And I think that's where they're, identity um can really be altered um not understanding mm-hmm. that truth and that value if they haven't experienced or understood that um yeah mm-hmm. i i did a um a webinar training on uh it was like goals training for setting goals so this was like back in december before january happened and um they said um, you know, reflect and look back on 2021. Now let's look on 2022 and how you actually look at what's ahead. You have to have a, um, a healthy mindset. And they said, um, no one ever, sorry, hang on. The reason why we struggle with belief with our mindset is because people told us things. And then they mm-hmm. say, no one is born into this world believing that they're not good enough or believing that they're not perfect yeah. or they're not pretty or smart enough. We're told those things or we hear those things or we compare ourselves to things that are not based on the value of truth. 
And um, then it talked about remembering who you are and remembering your truth yeah. and your story. And so I, I really found that <laughs> encouraging um, because I'm like, mm -hmm. ah, that really makes sense. Like we don't come into mm -hmm. this world thinking that. And I look at my son and there's no way he's having like body image issues. He's, he's a big chubby baby, but he's not thinking about that. He's just like, oh, let me play with this toy, you know? And, you know, so like, it's just like something that we hear and we're influenced by. Mm -hmm. So I think that's something that I would really um, try to help young people is to, to figure out what they're being influenced by and then how to kind of manage that. Um, because there's so much out mm -hmm. there in this world that can really influence us in a negative way and to focus on the things that can influence us in a positive way. Hmm. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Um, like that webinar, mm. that statement that you said of like, we, we are not born believing that we yeah. are unworthy. Mm. We learn unworthiness yeah. like I'm yeah. just like Whoa. okay mic yeah. drop right there we can just we can just end this podcast now and people are just gonna like sit and be like where yeah. have I learned mm. unworthiness and how do I yeah. unpick yeah. that um and I think yeah that's mm. that's just amazing yeah. thank you for sharing that um so we've come to the part where you get yes. to ask me questions. Um, you can either ask one yeah. or two. doesn't matter. Um, yeah. I did write down some questions for you. Um, oh, okay. Okay. So, I'm ready. Um, one is, what are your goals for 2022? Um, my goals for 2022 for – I've kind of, like, yeah. split them because I, I, like – I yeah. like structure. <laughs> I'm just going to come out there. I, I like yeah. things to be like ordered so that I know where I'm at. Um, for this particular podcast, I have um, split my goals into yeah. quarterly goals. So from January, from actually February to April, um, that's how long season yeah. two is going to run. And then um, we'll see after that because yeah. I'm getting married in April. And then um, <laughs> thank you. Um, and then, so I need to think of like, what tangent do mm -hmm. I want to go at in season three? Cause season two is slowly coming up to be like very, um, uh, a lot of advice that's yeah. coming through mm -hmm. from people, um, and being like, Hey, how do so, sort of in the sense of like older sister speaking to a younger yeah. sister vibe, but that's what's coming through from yeah. all of my guests, which is fantastic, yeah. which I love. Um, and then for season three, I need to be like, okay, where do I want to go? Um, do I want to focus on like, hey, what, how to, how do you walk that line of like newly married mm. Christian purity yeah. culture and how, how to handle like the questions of yeah, sex or yeah, stuff yeah. like that. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't thought about it that far, but I'm like season two. Yeah. That's nice. that. Um, one of my other goals is to finish my degree yeah. um, by the yeah. end of this year, like um, as well as like figure out how to live successfully yeah. with your yeah. husband um, and being aware that like, as wonderful and as amazing it is to hear advice from other people. Those people aren't yeah, Darcy yes. and I. Yeah. Um, and it's like when, 
like when you listen to advice, obviously you're like, yeah, if it's mm-hmm. a principle of like good communication, yeah. of course you yes. would incorporate that. But if it's like the specific of like you text each other four yeah. times a day, it's like, I, I, I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. But that just sounds weird to me. Um, but like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's some things you can, you can take, give and take what you want. Yeah. And make it your own. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so just kind of being like how to live together well because we've obviously yeah, never yeah. lived together um, and communicating what things are important to me and what are things that he's like <laughs> and what are things that are important yeah. to him that I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's fine um, and communicating yeah. that well. Yeah. So relational and like podcast and studies yeah, kind of where nice. my brain's kind of yeah. at the moment very cool and my other question was how are you enjoying this season of engagement oh man <laughs> um I am I'm really enjoying yeah. it I know it's gonna sound weird but like the moment you get engaged to yeah. someone there's like this level of emotional yeah. freedom that comes into the mm. relationship that is like I can't begin to explain how freeing it is of being like, I now only have to worry about one yeah. person's needs yeah. and desires. Yeah. Like yeah. that's it. And it's like, um, and I'm really enjoying the planning stage yeah. together and the way that we are um, like planning yeah. the wedding yeah. and um, and how we are giving each other like, um, what is it? Tasks yeah, okay. to do, like, because there's stuff that I'm like, I yeah. really don't want to do this. That Darcy's like, yeah, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. I love that. Like, um, he set up the guest list and he's put in the yeah, tables nice. and they're every the, yeah, it's done. And I'm that, like, that's wow. probably our hardest job. Um, yeah, I'm just like, he's, he he did all that, yeah. and I was just oh, like, good. thank you, <laughs> thank you. Um, I sent out the invites because he was like, I can't think of anything yeah. worse to oh, do no. with my time. And I was like, that's fine. I can do yeah. that. <laughs> so, so just just that back and yeah. forth and that teamwork and just the deepening yeah. respect that's happening between the two yeah. of us. Um, I really, yeah, I really enjoy it. I am, yeah. yeah. Sometimes I joke with him and I'm like, we totally, totally could have made a February yeah. wedding. But um uh, <laughs> It's probably yeah, good that yeah. we didn't. <laughs> like, I would be far yeah, more stressed yes, than I am yeah. now. Uh, but, no. but yeah, thank you so much for the chat. I could-